0: Welcome home to the Sanctuary A place of rest for the broken and weary Where you can let go Cause you're fully known My forever daddy Oh how we love you so I know it's time to feel Thank you for visiting the Sanctuary Fellowship We pray the following message will be encouraging to you Listen in as we start taking away the layers of religion And discover the joy of a relationship with the Creator I know, I know some of you are exhausted right now. We let our, we let our Spanish Pentecostal roots come out this morning. We, we thought we was going to be here till six, right? <laughs> and that's okay, amen? That's okay, because we want to let God do whatever He want to do, amen? So, wow, what a blessing. Say it real quick. Say, God, change me, move me, challenge me. Touch me, me. teach me, me. bless Bless me, scare me, me. just don't leave me me. the way I walked in. in. Amen. 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 Wow. Wow. I hope everybody felt that in internet land, wherever you are. I pray pray that that God bless your mokos out too and you're all all just exhausted and out of breath, sitting down and relaxing to hear the word. This is week three of our Daniel fast. Come on, get excited about that. Week three, that means it's the last week. It's the last week. Anybody excited with me? This Saturday after lunchtime, we can officially break our fast. I know many of you have plans already. Let me give you a word of warning. If you have not eaten meat and refined sugars for three weeks, to go crazy Saturday night would be a mistake. To to have the full steak and the pork chops and the totones and the cheesecake and the coffee before and the coffee after would probably be a grave mistake. Okay? So ease into it. Okay? I know there's a lot of things you've been missing but ease into it. You got the rest of your, of your year to eat whatever you want. Amen? So ease into it. Because I don't want every, this place empty because everybody's sick on Sunday, next week. So ease into it. But this is, this is the last, man, this is the last week. And as you can see, things are happening. Do, do you see the level, the level that God brings things to when He sees that we're serious about something? See, when when God sees that we're hungry, God God doesn't let, he's not that kind of father that would let his children go hungry. He's a good father. Some of us don't know what that is, but he's a good father. He won't let his children go hungry. And so when he sees his children hungry, when he sees them desperate, he, he loves to just rain down. He loves to come down and surround and, and be in the midst and feed and supply. Amen? So I believe we've learned a little during this time. I believe we've grown a little. I believe we're, we're, some, are, some of us are a little stronger. Some of us are a little bolder. Some of us a little wiser. A little more determined. There's a little more resolve in us. Amen? See, here's a quote. A fast. Limits what goes in so that we can work on what comes out. Because mm. Matthew 15, 11 said, It's not what goes in the mouth, but what comes out of the mouth that makes a man unclean. So a fast limits what goes in so that we can work on what comes out. This is the second year for some of us doing this fast. How many of you, this is the second time? All right. All right, all three of us, amen. No, no, there was, there was more, there was more. It's the second year for some of us doing this fast. And let me, let me tell you what I, I got this year, what I just realized this year. Let me drop this deep, deep revelation on you all. Fasting isn't really about food. And so I want to give you this message titled, It's not what you think. See, because it's so easy these 21 days to get caught up creatively looking for the things that we can eat. How many know what I'm talking about? The focus being, the focus being on what we can't and what we can get away with. Right? Right? A lot of us say, man, we can't have white rice. Okay, but we can have brown rice. And a lot of us say, well, I don't like the the color of brown rice. And so we mix it with tomato sauce and we make it look like the orange rice that we do like. And all of a sudden, we're tricking the kids and they're eating brown rice. And I think I just let the cat out of the bag. Oops. Some of us, we, we, we say, man, we can't eat pasta. I live on pasta. Okay, well, you can have whole wheat pasta. Well, I don't like the texture of whole wheat pasta. Well, this year we went to Trader Joe's and found that there's brown rice pasta. And brown rice pasta is nice and soft, and it's just like... So, so, man, you get down with the brown rice pasta. It tastes great, and, and we, th- this year we made... Um, I think we did this last year also. We made pizzas. How I many made pizzas on the Daniel Fast? Whole wheat dough and, and, and uh, peppers and onions and, and the organic sauce. Bam, you're good to go. Throw it in the oven. It's a good, it's a good pizza. We made chicken fajitas without the chicken, using peppers and avocado. We made, we, some of us bought Boca burgers and, and, and made uh, hamburgers out of vegetables. Some of us bought uh, chicken patties and we made, we made chicken sandwiches out of chickpeas and soy. Who would have thought that stuff actually tastes like chicken? Anybody? And, and, and here's what I want you to get. There's nothing wrong with all of that. We did all of that at my house. There's nothing wrong with that. The problem is you could go through the whole 21 days, the entire fast, and miss the point. It's not what you think. It's not what you think. See, what scares me about this mindset that we're seeing throughout this fast that I've caught myself up into also is that we can go through our Christianity just like that. Finding sin substitutes. Getting as close as possible to the things that we shouldn't be doing. Thinking about Christianity in the same way as this fast. What can I do and what can I get away with? And so, we, we, you know, I'm scared that we are we looking for the Boca Veggie Burger version of the sin that we want to stay in. Are we looking for alternatives to the things that we can't do so that we end up still doing the things that we shouldn't do? Got quiet up in here. Let me give you some examples, because what's a, what's a message without examples, amen? Sex? Well, I know the word says we shouldn't have sex outside of marriage, but marriage is just a piece of paper, and so if I really love her, then it's like we're married anyway, Right? Tell that to your 14-year-old who falls in love every week. And it's real love this time. No, this is real love. It's not like like the other one. This one is real love. I love the uh. Or, you know, we, we can say, well, the word is talking about sleeping together, but that doesn't really mention the other things, so this kind of sex is okay because it's not really sex. At least that's what Bill Clinton said, isn't it? Let me give you an ancient Chinese proverb that I made up. <laughs> he who handles fire has many scars. Ooh, that's good, right? Facebook that. He who handles fire has many scars. Don't look for a way around it. Make it right. Faithfulness. Well, Let's find an alternative to that. You say, man, I can't cheat on my wife or I can't cheat on my husband, but I found a way to get all the excitement that I missed without really cheating. I'll just go online and have relationships through chat rooms, through video, through Skype. It's not really cheating because I'm not really doing anything, right? That's the of version, veggie burger version of that sin. How about attitudes, anger issues? Here's one I hear all the time, and I've used it too. This is when we know that we're doing wrong, but we want to substitute a justification. We say, God is still working on me in that area. Anybody? I know you don't do it, but you've heard it, right? God is still working on me in that area. And we think that by saying that and acknowledging that, that we're okay. No. Usually when we pull that line, it means God has already dealt with you in that area. Amen? It means that you He already told you your attitude stinks. He already told you to manage that anger and find ways to to deal with it. He already told you that it stinks and that it it doesn't reflect, that you're not reflecting Him with it. And so once He already told you that He's already dealt, you've already been dealt with, now is the work. Walk in it. Walk in it. Stop telling people, I got anger issues. I got attitude issues. I got, no. Walk in it. God's already... See, usually the things that God is dealing with us, we have no idea until it just comes up. Anybody had some ugly come up during this fast? The fast will bring some ugly up and out, hopefully. See, fasting not only brings the impurities and the toxins out of your body physically. Anybody feel that? Right? Anybody smell that? I mean, it's been bad for some I hear these stories. But it also does, brings out the ugly and the impurities and the toxins spiritually, emotionally. And so it, it, it's a cleansing, amen? And so just like we can go through the whole fast without really accomplishing much, we can pretend we're walking with God when we're just taking a walk. And, and by what you saw here this morning, that's, that's not how we're going to roll. That's just not going to do, Amen? We want the real thing. Anybody want the real thing? See, a fast is a time of setting yourself apart to God. A fast was used many times in the Word when people needed to hear from God, when people needed to turn to God. So to hear from God and to turn to God, is, is that's the point of the fast. And so this last week of the fast, I want us to resolve to fast with that purpose. Because if you don't fast with a purpose, you'll never, if you don't do anything with a purpose... You'll never get it done. You'll never get to the end of that thing. So we need to fast with a purpose. But fasting isn't really about the food that we're eating. It's not what you think. Fasting is about making choices. This has been heavy on me. Listen, fasting is about priorities. It's about setting ourselves apart from the common, from the everyday, from the routine. It's about taking the extra time to reflect on God and, and say, God, <coughs> excuse me. It's about God, who are who am I? Who have I become? How did I get into the situations that I've in that I'm in today? It's about reflecting on these things as we fast and then thinking, how am I going to get out of them? How do I stop from repeating the same mistakes? What's our purpose? What's my purpose this side of heaven? What am I here to do? What am I here for? And, 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 and if I know what I'm here to do, am I doing it? If not, why? What has a hold on me that I can't shake off? Here's a word of encouragement. Psalm 34, 19 says, Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers them out of all. The Lord delivers out of them all. Amen? So that's why we fast. I'm fasting for wisdom to lead this incredible church. I'm fasting for wisdom to nurture, protect and provide for my family. I'm fasting for my kids and yours. I'm fasting for my wife and yours. Some of you still waiting for her. I'm fasting for my health and for yours. See, it's not what you think. I want to bring you to Isaiah 58. If you have your words, we're just going to chunk in right there real quick. I'll try to get through this quick. Isaiah 58. Because it's not what you think. I really want to kind of, man, like, like mess up your minds like God did for me here about fasting. Isaiah 58 is it's the fasting chapter. It's just talking straight up. Hardcore about fasting. It clearly points out the heart behind the fast. It also states the outcome of a true fast. You ready? You ready? Isaiah 58 starts like this. Do you think this is the kind of fast day I'm after? A day to show off humility? To put on a pious long face and parade around solemnly in black? Do you call that fasting? A fast that I, God, would like This is the kind of fast day I'm after. To break the chains of injustice, to get rid of exploitation in the workplace, to free the oppressed, to cancel debts. What I'm interested in seeing you do is sharing your food with the hungry, inviting the homeless poor to your homes, putting clothes on the shivering ill-clad, and being available to your own families. All of a sudden, this is harder than giving up meat. Yeah. This is harder than just saying, all right, I won't eat meat. It's not what you think. Look what the Word says. Do this, verse 8, do this and the lights will turn on and your lives will turn around at once. At once. You know what that means in the Hebrew and the Greek? Now, at once. Amen? Amen? and your lives will turn around at once. Listen, listen. It says your righteousness will pave your way and the God of glory will secure your passage. Let me give it to you in the Amplified. Then shall your light break forth like the morning and your healing, somebody say healing, your restoration and the power of a new life shall spring forth quickly. How many like the word quickly? Oh, I love the word quickly, right? If, if I said to somebody here, man, the Lord is putting on my heart to give you $1,000. You get excited, right? And then I said, in one of these days, I'm going to do it. One of these days, I'm going to give you the $1,000 that the Lord is putting on my heart to give you. But no, but if I says, and the Lord is telling me to do it quickly, then, then, then you start opening your hands. It's like you start making room in your pocket. Quickly, it shall spring forth speedily. Your righteousness, your rightness, your justice, and your right relationship with God shall go before you, conducting you to peace and prosperity. People doing all these crazy things to have peace and to have money. God says all you do is fast. Fast. Humble yourself. Make me a priority fast. Peace and prosperity is mine to give. God says, I own everything. What do you want that I don't own? What do you want that I can't give you today? That I can't give you quickly? Amen? See, the problem is focus. The problem is priority. The problem is when all we want is that, when all we're after is that, when that's the only focus that we have, man, that'll be a million miles from nowhere. So listen. Fasting, it, so we're seeing here, fasting isn't really about food. It's about dealing with our selfishness. Family, this is hard to, to swallow, but most of the issues that we deal with, it's not what you think, our ruined relationships, our fights and with, our, with our spouses. It's selfishness. Selfishness. The issues that we have at work with our co workers, with our bosses, selfishness. It's not what you think. It's selfishness. The disagreements that we have with friends and with family, it's not what you think. Usually, it's selfishness. Many of you won't fast, and please don't be offended. Many of you won't fast because you say, I'm not going to give up my coffee. I'm not going to give up my pork chops. I'm not going to give up my chocolate candy, my this, my this, my this, my this, my this, my this. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. It's selfishness. Amen? I'm sorry. Please don't get offended. But it is what it is. Right? It, it's in, and, and see, the, let's look at the problem. God says the problems are injustice, exploitation, oppression, and debt. The answer God gives us is share, invite, clothe, and make yourself available. Wow. Some of us got six of something while somebody here got none, nothing of those. And we complain, right? I got six of them at home. Brother don't even, don't even know what one look like, but I got six. Two may be broken, but I still got four in reserve in case the one I have still might break one day. God says, share, invite, clothe, and make yourself available. Wow. And what's the result? Look at the result, verse 9. This is, you're going to blow your mind. The result, verse 9. Then when you pray, God will answer. You're wasting your time praying. Some of you wait. Do you understand? Do you really understand that you are wasting your time praying unless you're doing what He told you to do? you you're just spitting for nothing. You're wasting breath. God says, "Do what I've told you to do." He said, when you share, when you invite, when you clothe, and when you make yourself available, verse 9, then when you pray, God will answer. You'll call out for help, and I'll say, here I am. Here I am. I hear people all the time, God don't answer my prayers. God don't answer my prayers. You pray for me because God don't answer my prayers. Well, are they selfish? Y'all thought it was going to be all holy fun after after this morning, right? Are they selfish? Is the only time you go to God to hear from God for you. Here's another real big deterrent to that. Are you already doing what he told you to do last time you asked? See, sometimes we don't like the answers we get, and so we pray another way. We figure God's real busy. There's a lot of people lot of Christians in the Bronx, they're praying, they're asking for things. He probably forgot that he said no. So I'll change my shirt and come up and up in a different church maybe. This Sunday I'll show up at a different church. He'll think I'm somebody different and I'll pray. And Maybe, maybe... We're hustling, God. I've heard, I've heard it before. We said, God, is he the one, God? Is this one the one? When God already told you and made it clear that He wanted you to be alone for six months. And stop jumping in and out of relationships trying to make them work. God said, I want to work on you first. It's been six days and, and, and you, since you got that word and now you're praying asking if this one's going to be the one. Like God, God's going to make him a Christian, make him a good husband and a father overnight just for you. You find them in a dirty club, but God's going to make them a Christian, make them overnight, make them a good father, make them a good husband and a provider just for you. Because you're that good. You're that worthy. Bless you. He says, then when you pray, God will answer. You'll call out for help and I'll say, here I am. If you get rid of the unfair practices, if you quit blaming victims... If you quit gossiping about other people's sin. Verse 10, if you're generous with the hungry, if you start giving yourself to the down and out, the verse says your lives will begin to glow in the darkness. Your shadowed lives will be bathed in sunlight. Verse 11, I will always show you where to go. I'll give you a full life in the emptiest of places. If you never read that, that's gotta like, that's gotta put batteries in your flashlight, man. I'll, I'll give you a full life. In the emptiest of places, I will show you where to go. So many people come to me and say, "I, I don't know where to go. I don't know what God wants me. I don't know what God wants me to do. I don't know what God... Shut up! Stay still and do what he's already told you to do. He says, I'll show you where to go. You don't want nobody else telling you where to go. Too many people probably tell you where to go already. You want it to be, God says, I'll show you where to go. I'll give you a full life in the emptiest of places. Look, it goes on. I'll give you firm muscles, strong bones. You'll be like a well-watered garden, a gurgling spring that never runs dry. So many people read the words that Jesus said. Jesus says, I came that you might have life, that you might have life abundantly. I am the river of life, and in you springs rivers of living water, but we never see it right? And we wonder, God, is that word true or, or is it not true? But, but see, it, it all has to work together, amen? We can't want one thing and not do the rest of it. We can't, I can't be in right relationship with my wife and, and still have my girlfriend happy, right? It, honey, you know that's an illustration. Where is she? It, you can't, it can't, you know what I'm saying, we can't, a lot of us, we want it that way. And we don't see it as that kind of, you know, crash, but, but it is. We're saying, God, you know, <laughs> I, I want to I wanna go to church Sunday. I want to feel the goosebumps. I want to hit the floor. I want to jump up and down and worship. But then I want to have little affairs with, with, with Satan the rest of the week. And it, God's saying, it's him or me. I'm not going to share you. Amen. See, when you don't do what you already know to do, that's when counterfeits come in. I see that in so many relationships and it breaks my heart. Because the counterfeit will come right in looking all clean, looking buff, looking good. She all sexy. Counterfeit, man. She, the, the, the Word of God talks about her in Proverbs. It says her legs reach all the way to hell. That verse has always messed me up. <laughs> Fellas, next time you, you, you're lusting or you're, 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 you're looking on something and thinking, man, I don't know, my wife. The Proverbs woman says her legs reach all the way down to hell. So when the counterfeit comes in, you'll end up settling for a counterfeit because you were too selfish to wait for the real thing. Verse 9, then when you pray, God will answer. You'll call out for help and I'll say, here I am. Amen? See, God is dealing with our selfishness. He said, I'll give you a full life in the emptiest of places. Look at how it ends. Verse 12, he says, you'll use the old rubble of past lives to build anew, to rebuild the foundations from out of your past. You'll be known as those who can fix anything, restore old ruins, rebuild and renovate and make the community livable again. See, we could complain about our communities all we want. God's calling us to make them livable again. The world's not going to do it. the the borough president or the borough, nobody else is going to do it. If your communities are going to be livable again, it's because the light is in us and we're in the community and we're making it livable again. Amen? How many of you have been doing the Bible reading and and, and you came across Lot and Sodom and Gomorrah? God said, give me 50 people. No, give me 40. Give me me 30. Give me 20. Just give me 10 people on St. Peter's Ave that love God and I won't destroy it. Give me ten people. Right? See, w- w- but it takes without those ten, what happened? Destruction. Destruction. Everybody dead. Everybody dead. It just takes some to, to deal with their selfishness. Amen? Why do you think in the Word it says, when it comes to giving and tithing, and don't worry, I'm not taking another offering. God says, prove me now by this. And see if I won't open the windows of heaven for you and pour out a blessing that there shall not be enough room to receive it. How many of you be like you ever had a blessing where there wasn't enough room to receive it? Isn't that incredible? I can remember a few moments like that in my life. I mean, I mean, surely if you've had a child, you, you know, if God gives you an awesome wife or an awesome husband. It's a blessing that, that, that you can't, you know? Amen? Somebody say. That's why when it comes to fasting, we can't make it a yearly ritual and run around complaining about how much we miss the king's food. When you fast, we need to share, invite, clothe, and make yourself available. Do you think God is hung up on whether or not the crackers you've been snacking on are Daniel fast approved? You know how many fights I get into during the in week? You can't eat that. That has that might, you know, that has sugar in the last count. Alright. Take it. You can't have that. That, that. that smells like it has some sugar in it. That looks like it has some. Okay, police, relax. Okay. See, it's not what you think. It's it's what he thinks that matters. And he's more concerned with getting our hearts and our attitudes, Daniel Fast, approved. Amen? I don't think he's looking to see. I know there's ten people in here that put put real butter on their wheat crackers. They're not getting blessed this morning. (laughs) Ha ha! You couldn't go to Trader Joe's and get the fake butter? No blessing for you. God wants to see your heart. Say, God, man, I'm eating these wheat crackers in the first place. This is garbage. (laughs) But I thank you for it, Lord. I thank you that you sustained me. I thank you that your word sustains me. I thank you that we're at the beginning of week three, and I'm making it, and I haven't passed out, and and I'm not biting anybody's head off this week. Amen? So I say that so you would just kind of be easy with each other. Be easy. Be easy. Your righteousness doesn't come with the ingredients of a food. Amen? It's the heart that God's after. It's not what you think. Let me close with this challenge. Matthew 20. Matthew 20 is a parable that starts like this. It says, The kingdom of heaven is like the owner of an estate who went out into the morning to hire workmen for the vineyard. They agreed to work for the day for one denarius. The owner went out four more times at different times during the day and he hired more laborers. The last group that was hired, they only worked about an hour and when it came time to pay them, he called the last group first and paid them a full denarius. And so when the others that had worked all day came, they expected to get more because the ones that only worked an hour got the denarius. And so he gave them each also a full denarius. And so they bittered and complained and they murmured. And he said, What, am I not being fair? Did did you not agree to work for one? And I gave you one. Don't be evil because I'm generous, God says. What does that have to do with this? See, the owner said... Don't hate because I want to give. It's mine to give and I'll give as I want to give. Amen? So, <coughs> family, God wants to give. God wants to bless. Some of, you, some of us have this attitude like, God don't want to bless me. God don't want to, I got to fight for my blessing. I got to earn my blessing. Listen, if you have to earn it, you'll never be blessed a day in your life because I hate to burst some of your bubbles, but none of you are good enough. None of us are good enough to earn a blessing. So everything that we get, that's a, everything that we get is a blessing and it's undeserved and unearned. Some of you got to stop thinking like, I have this house because I work hard, because I do a lot of this, because I got promoted. Because Listen, man, you'd be fired like like half the rest of the country if it wasn't for God. So shut up. And and swallow it and relax. Amen. Amen. I'm sorry if you're new here, we just we tell it like it is. So don't be offended, put a band-aid on it, it'll be all right. God wants to give, and so here we are. Here, how we gonna tie that story into this? Here we are now, today, modern day, at the last hour of this fast. I mean, you wish it was the last hour, but I mean, like, you know, biblically speaking. We've already gone through two weeks. We're at the the, the final week. There's only one week left. Those of you that have been fasting in one way or another, I want to ask you now to incorporate Isaiah 58 into your fast. Read it over on your own. We don't have time to read it through today. Read it over on your own. Find ways this week to share, to invite to clothe and to make yourself available. This week we're meeting for prayer in different churches. Make yourself available to come out and pray at one or two or however many you want. And we're not going to get legalistic. We don't have to be at every single one. You need to spend time with your families. Amen? But this is a sacrificial week, so we, we, we push a little more. Amen? Sometimes we got to get out the comfort zone. I know it's, it's uncomfortable to come out on a Wednesday night, you know, to break up. Sometimes we need that. Amen? So so push out of that. This week, you pick your choice. Whatever one is closer to you, go to it. Be blessed. We'll, we'll, We'll meet you there. Those of us that are going and we'll meet each other at different ones, we'll be here Thursday. Amen? Now listen, those of you that thought you got off the hook, I want to ask those of you that haven't fasted anything during this time. That would be those of you that are now looking around and trying to pretend like you're not hearing me and trying to get caught up on something, so you can say, if I don't hear it, I don't have to hear nothing. If I don't Some of you are going to get up and go to their bathroom right now, Chris, stand right in front of those bathrooms. Nobody, nobody gets in. If you haven't fasted at all with us, do not let this year pass by without making an effort. Is it OK to say that? Without making an effort. If you you miss four or five pork chops this week, trust me, you'll probably be better for it. Amen? I've been hearing from people that have diabetes that their sugar is fine. People that have high cholesterol that their cholesterol is low. Their sugar levels, everything. I mean, this is healthy. We need this in the physical once a year to do this detox. We need it in the physical, in the spiritual even more. But there's blessings even in the physical. Amen? So I'm going to ask you, you can start now and still, this is the blessing, the beautiful thing about this parable. You can start now and still reap the same rewards as those that started two weeks ago. Ain't got good? Ain't got good? Come on. If we were legalistic, we say you start now and I'll tell you when you finish. You got to go two weeks after we're done. Right, and I'll come in with Chuletas, and you—you you still fail. You got two more weeks, cause you didn't start. You were diso- disobedient. Yeah, come on. I'm saying, start now and finish with us this Saturday after after lunch. And 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 I'm standing on God's word that you will be just as blessed as those of us that started in in the beginning. Somebody say Amen. See, it starts, just so you give you a quick thing, it starts with the fruits and vegetables, with letting go of meats and caffeines and refined sugars. You're going to detox and it's going to be uncomfortable. If you're a crazy coffee drinker, you're going to have a headache for a day or two. Deal with it. Amen? Amen? He died on a cross. (laughs) He was beaten. He took 40 lashes. He was spit upon. He was whipped. He was kicked. He was mocked. He was made of no reputation. He was was kicked and and knocked to the floor. He was forced to carry his own punishment. Our punishment. And ultimately, he was hung on it. He was pierced in his side. Ultimately, he gave up his life. We can give up a couple of pieces of meat and, and some candy bars and be better for it. It starts with that. The blog has recipes that we've all figured out by now because all of us have learned how not to stay hungry. So you look on our blog and you'll find a bunch of different recipes. And then right along with that, there's Bible reading. If you're not adding the reading, then just eat the meat because it ain't, forget about it. This year we brought it to another level. If you're still on last year, go someplace else. Amen? We want to go, we want to have this. I want to experience the move of God every time we get together. And if God's people aren't in one accord, the fire don't fall. Amen? We want the fire to fall every time God's people come together. (laughs) So we're reading the Bible through, the entire Bible in one year. It takes 10 minutes, 12 minutes at most a day. You go to our website, go to the blog, and just click on today's reading. I'm not even asking you to go back and catch up in Genesis. Start today and go through the rest of the year with us. Amen? You'll probably get hungry and you'll want to back up and catch up, but that's on you. And now you're going to join with the rest of us, adding to it, finding ways to make yourself available to someone who could use your help, to someone who could use your support. Someone who could use your encouragement God's been putting people on my head and, and saying you know, this one you need to buy something for and so I have a list and this one you need to just lift up and this one you, he's going to call you you need to spend some time with him this one she's going to they, and call you and they're going to call you and they're going to need for the family to come together and, and so I'm finding ways to make myself available I'm finding ways to share I'm not Daddy Warbucks. I don't have a lot of money. But if God tells me to buy something for somebody, you better buy buy something for somebody. And trust that God is going to supply it for you. I've seen it so many times. Because I want this to be a fast that pleases God. A fast where we can hear from God. Where we can get encouragement from God. Where he'll say, you will pray and I will answer, says your God. You will call out for help and I'll say, here I am. He says, do this and the lights will turn on at once. Let's just stand for a moment. We've already had 19 altar calls. We're not going not to push you. You know, what God, I trust you know what God is speaking to your hearts. And I trust that if you want to come alongside this movement, that you're going to do what you need to do. Amen? And so we're just going to pray that you would have strength to walk in the, what, what God has called you to walk in. Amen? Let's throw a hand up. Father, I just pray right now for your strength. Father, we give you glory. We give you thanks. We thank you, God, for moving among us. We thank you for surrounding us today. We thank you that your word says (coughs) you will be with us forever. Even as we sang, you are mine, I am yours forever. And so God, I'm thankful that that means, that that doesn't just mean in this building, but in our homes, in our cars. God, we're yours. Help us to remember, God, on on our work sites that we're yours, God. That we're yours, God. And so, Father, I pray for continued strength for those that are fasting. I pray that you would answer them as your word says you will. I I thank you for your promise, God. And, Father, I bring to your mind that parable that you shared, God. And you said that even those that were hired last even those that came on board at the end, God, that they will receive the same reward. And so God, for those that today would say, I'm going to join this fast. I'm going to join this body of believers with this reading of the word. I'm going to get myself nourished and fed. I'm going to get myself built up and encouraged without eating with, with your word, God. I pray for strength and the resolve that they'll be able to do it too. Father, thank you for your provisions. Thank you for your help. Thank you, God, for your son. Amen. Amen. Would you hug two or three people and just encourage somebody? Thank you for supporting the Sanctuary Fellowship. We are a new and growing church with a passion and a heart towards enjoying God, serving people, and building healthy families. We pray that you will continue to fellowship and grow with us as we follow hard after God. Don't forget to visit us on the web at www.sanctuaryfellowship.org. God bless.